The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Guys, I apologize. This episode is going to be audio only. Um, recorded an episode and it didn't work. <laughs> so we're starting over. So I'm cranking this out in the basement, old fashioned style. I know a lot of y'all are wondering, Heather, where are we going to be able to see the full episodes? We're about to launch a YouTube page. We're going to have plenty of episodes up with video, but just hang tight. I'm going to let you know when that comes out. But for right now, this one's audio only. You know, I know I should have done that like eight years ago. I know that that was a part of the original plan and I'm behind, but you know, and all the good, I mean, can you imagine if we had ovaries on an airplane recorded on video? I would have won at least a Peabody Award, probably a SAG Award, maybe Producers Guild something. It would have definitely won something. So, you know, just looking back at three years of missed opportunities. But here we are. Let me just paint the picture for you, though, even though you can't see this. I'm in my home studio. A lot of stuff has been moved out to the actual podcast studio at my office. So I want you to know it's like half barren, half tchotchke still up on the wall, loose nails on the wall from pieces of art that have been taken down at the office. And I was trying to shred some uh, tax papers yesterday that needed to be, you know, just some personal financial things. And I didn't realize that the shredder was full, which is Jeff's job. You know, he's our home shredder. And I accidentally bumped over the shredding machine. I don't know when was the last time you you just wrestled your toes, ran your tippy toes through these shards of paper that are everywhere at, in my office. And the vacuum is all the way on the third floor. I'm in the basement. And I just said, you know what? Kind of feels like a sandy bottom beach. You know, it's kind of like when you go to Cabo and what's that bar, like the office where you're sitting in the sand and there, you know, a lady comes by and she lets you motorboat her and then she throws your head back and gives you a tequila shot and then she motorboats you. That's what my office feels like right now. It's sparse. It's barren. It's a little cold. I've got one tour poster up on the wall and right now below my feet is just shards and shreds of paper from the shredder that did not get emptied out. So by the time I got to it to do my yearly shredding, it went fucking everywhere. And I know that I need to bring like Stanley Steamer in here to get this shit up, but that's where I'm at. I'm holding on by a thread today. I really am, but that's okay. Richly blessed, not going to complain in Pisces season, but I'll tell you what's trying to fucking kill me. This fucking pollen. You can hear it. Not sick feel great bowels not in an uproar the if you live in the southeast in particular you are constantly fighting for your life because of this fucking pollen and if you live out in like oregon which i can't wait to come perform in portland soon but if you live up in oregon and you're like i don't know what she's talking about come down take a whiff of a cherry blossom and let me know how you feel take a whiff i dare you fly your ass to DC or Tokyo. I'm sure they have the same allergy problems. Get your ass next to the ass of a cherry tree and let me know how you feel. You can't tell me global warming's not kind of true because spring has cometh very earlieth. All right. 
I mean, it's 77 degrees in Atlanta right now. All you want to do is be outside, but you can't because you have to be bubble girl or bubble boy for the next three fucking months. And it's a dick tease. We're at this weird time in the spring where technically everyone's on spring break. So everyone's hitting Panama City. Everyone's hitting the seaside, the Destin, Florida, the Key West, the Miami. Everyone's hitting the Floridas. It's the first week, second week of March. And everyone's out and about doing the damn thing. But if you were in the South right now, you are fighting for your life. You, you know, you need to go back to like the early days of COVID where you like double mask, double gloved, because you can't sit outside for more than 30 seconds without coming in looking like Big Bird, just covered in yellow cocaine, which I'm pretty sure is what Big Bird used to do a lot. Didn't he get fired or was that Barney? One of them was a creep. Okay. And that's where we're at. One of them was a creep and who did a lot of drugs. And that's where we're at. I mean, it's, it's an assault. It's an assault on the senses. Oh, my God. I've got my Stanley Cup full to the brim. I mean, I'm just rubbing my eyes. And then I'm just in a constant state of being sleepy because I'm, I'm on a rotation of, was it, Zizol? Nose spray. I'm on also a little Flonase, which gives me a migraine, so I actually can't do Flonase. Actually, you know what I like? I like this sinus. It's like sinus clear. And it's all natural. Really like that. It's just a saline rinse. So I'm hitting the saline rinse, which kind of gives you a little high. If you're not a nose spray kind of gal and you want to have a good time on a Monday, but don't like want to get fucked up, just go get some nose spray. And I'm not talking Afrin because that shit burns and you can get addicted to that. That'll really fuck up your sinuses. But if you want just a nice little saline rinse to feel alive. Maybe feel a little drip, but you know you've been off cocaine for a long time and you know, you know that if you pop, you open a dime bag, it's not, you're not going to not. You know what I'm saying? Go down, get, I think even like Arm and Hammer has one, like a, just a, a netty saline rinse real quick. <sighs> Baby, it's saline season. And if you see me out at Storico Fresco, at Hen Mother Cookhouse, out at a show at the airport and you see me doing this. You know what I mean? I'm scratching the back of my throat while doing that. I want you to know that I am having a full-blown allergy attack, but I'm also kind of enjoying it because I can feel that saline running down the back of my throat. But I'm also very dry at the same time. It's a mixed bag of emotions. I will tell you that. Anyways, all of my allergy girlfriends, I want you to know I hear you. I see you. I've caught the sneeze because I am fighting for my life out here in the mean streets of the Southeast. And, you know, I love it. It's dry. Come out to L.A. where it's dry. Y'all also just had a snowstorm. So relax. But, you know, everybody. Oh, we don't have allergies in Arizona. You don't. You can also crack an egg and, and scramble it on the sidewalk by April 1st. So relax. I'm not moving. I will suffer, not in silence. I will suffer for the millions of people that download this podcast every month because someone has to stand up for the other people suffering but refusing to move to a normal, allergenic climate. You know what I mean? It's like I got out of the Northeast because it was too fucking cold. 
and I should get out of the Southeast because the grass is actively trying to choke a bitch out, but I won't. You know, I'm a Georgia peach and I love it. I got a house in Mississippi, which also we're taking bookings. Visit absolutelyoxford.com. If you're an Ole Miss alumni or you want to go down for a football game, football season's open, baseball season's open. If you want to get down there in the summer and just have some fun, we're curating a pretty cool experience at the, I like to call it the Heather Hype House. Look at me speaking in third person, but I'm hopefully going to be buying a couple more properties and opening these up all over the SEC, but we figured we'd start in my old alma mater, Oxford, Mississippi. Go to visit absolutelyoxford.com. Book your Airbnb experience today. I love it. Look at that. Not even an ad on the podcast, but my own. Because why? I'm an entrepreneur. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, you know what I'm talking about, baby. It's Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. I have a new business. I've got my real estate venture, and I built that website through Squarespace. You want to rent my Airbnb? Squarespace, baby. You can link everything there. Listen, it can be so intimidating starting a business. It can be so intimidating just trying to launch an online profile. What I love about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one platform. Everything is right there. Listen, take advantage really of all the cool things that Squarespace has to have, right? They have email campaigns. You can collect donations. Say you're a nonprofit. You want to collect donations for something. You can social share, which means you can connect your LinkedIn, your Reddit, your Pinterest, your Tumblr, Facebook, all of that jazz right there on one platform. You can check your analytics. They have blogging tools. They have e-commerce and really great mobile optimized websites, which is the biggest thing. There's nothing worse than when you go to a company's website and you can't look at it on your phone. We're all on our phones. So why not use something that has the greatest technology and that is Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I use it for everything for my tour website. Now my new real estate venture. It doesn't get better than that. Listen, all you got to do is go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, you go to squarespace.com and use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain squarespace.com it's Pisces season I got a lot going on there's a lot of balls in the air I'm writing a show I'm on tour I need to talk to somebody sometimes and you know what I love talk space talk space is the absolute best way to get your feelings off your chest in a safe space and it just talk to a third party person you can only bitch to your friends so much you know and eventually you're like I need actually some sound advice I love talk space because you know if you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist could be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one to meet with them or hell even a them, try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. I freaking love Talkspace. I think it's awesome. And as a listener of the podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash absolutely. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash absolutely to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash absolutely. Again, 
Talkspace is amazing because you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. That's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your own home. We're all on the road. We're all busy. We're all stressed out at work. Why not talk to somebody in the comfort of your own home at your time and pace and when you can do it. Also, Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. You know what we love? Privacy. Anyways, again, go to Talkspace.com slash absolutely to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. Listen, we got a lot to get into, a lot to get into. Went to the White House. And the fact that, first of all, shout out to D.C., technically Tyson's Virginia, shout out to the people of Maryland, all the good folk from Baltimore that came up, all the good people from Bethesda, all over Virginia, and my good, good friends in the District of Columbia. Got to be honest with you, very fucking confusing, very confusing where you are at any moment while you are in D.C., Also very confusing, the airports. You fly into Reagan, which is 10 minutes away from like literally the White House, the most convenient airport I think I've ever flown in or out of. It's not in D.C. The airport code is D.C.A. But it's Reagan International Airport. The other airport that's like 40 minutes away is Dulles, D-U-L-L-E-S. And what is their airport code? Because you'd think Dulles would be DCA. And it's not. Let's see what theirs is. I-A-D. You. I-A-D is the airport code for Dulles. DCA is the airport code for Reagan. I was so fucking confused trying to figure out which airport I was going to. And I'm a world traveler. All I'm saying is that area on the Chesapeake Bay is so fucking confusing. Your airports are confusing and you never know what state you're in. You take a hot fart three steps forward and you're in Maryland. You want to hit a a Neiman Marcus or Saks, you know, off fifth and you're in Virginia. And they're all, the borders are all, five minutes from each other. I am very good with maps. I'm great directionally. Like I always know where I am and I had no idea. I did Good Morning DC in Maryland. Bethesda, drove through Bethesda. Very cute, very cute. Listen, want to give a shout out to a random restaurant. Not, it's very popular in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Tate. I hope I'm pronouncing it correct. It's either Tate or Tate, but it is a amazing chef's kiss. Mediterranean, a splash of Mediterranean essence bakery. It very much so reminds me of Jones on Third, my favorite place in LA. But oh my God, I ate there every day. The crunchy halloumi salad. If anybody from Tate or Tate's hears this, please, I want you to know your, I think it's the Jerusalem breakfast, had a, I believe it was called a Jerusalem bagel, scrambled eggs, a meze of sorts. That's what your girl wants for breakfast. It was fucking delicious. Great cappuccinos. And I would like to say, I also got confused. I put in an order on my way to the airport. Okay. 
It's Sunday morning. I'm a little hungover. I put in an order at one of the Tate bakeries. I'm like, perfect. Jeff's with me. Two chocolate croissants, two bacon, egg, and cheeses on delicious homemade bread, two almond milk lattes. Came out to be about $60. There's two locations on, I believe, I Street, another I situation. So I think I mapped it out perfectly. We're flying out of Reagan. It's 10 minutes out. It's three minutes to this location. We're going to get it. We'll be there. Bop, bop, bop. We're on the flight. I get there. There's no to-go order. And they're like, ooh, we have another location, but it's all the way on the other side of town, but on the same street. And I said, why is D.C. so confusing? And then it dawned on me. They have to keep you on your toes and keep it confusing so you can never do anything shady. Does that make sense? You at no point as a tourist can like do something fucked up in the nation's capital because you will be so fucking confused where you are at all times. And that's how they play that game. Even when we were taking something like the Washington Parkway Expressway out to the show, which also not well lit. I'm going 100 miles an hour in this Ford Expedition. On the way to the show, it was pouring rain on Friday. No lights. I'm not actually driving. Chris is. We're all going 100 miles an hour. People are just weaving in and out. And I was like, and then you see something that's like CIA training to the right or CIA headquarters. And it's just off a dusty ass road next to the river. And there's no exit signs and there's no lights. And we were just like, oh, we get it. There's a lot of turnstiles or roundabouts that were used back in the day to confuse army enemies. If you went around a roundabout, it took you longer to get to the battlefield. Does that make sense? So I realize Washington keeps you confused with all the roundabouts and the different codes and the no street lights and all that jazz because they don't want to make it easy for terrorism. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense to me. Also, I really hope that this podcast does not get flagged by somebody in the Pentagon. I come in peace. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm just letting you know as an observationist, I saw what you were doing and I said, you know what? Smart. I would never have thought of that. I just put, I'm rubbing my feet right now on the rug. If you can hear it, my rug from Payne's Gray Home. Shout out to them. Got a beautiful rug for my office. But right now it is technically covered in all the um, paper trimmings from my shredder, which once I get an industrial, I mean, I need a, I need a full like lawn leaf blower in here to get this paper up. Epic mistake. If you've ever knocked over a paper shredder, you might as well kill yourself. You really should because the cleanup on aisle seven is too much. You know what I mean? It's too much. There's no way to get this up. It's embedded in the chair. It's all over. It's now crunched up in the little, like the parts of my sneaker, you know, the little chunky, the grids in my sneaker, completely chunked up there. Worse than walking through mud. So that's where I'm at emotionally. But I saw what you did there, DC. It very confusing when you're there. Also, shout out to the St. Regis, DC. Oh my God. Talk about feeling like a first lady. They put me in the presidential suite. That bad boy goes for like 11,000 a night. It was insane. I did not pay that. Shout out to Marriott Bonvoy. But they put me up and I was, I mean, this thing was like 4,000 square feet. Unbelievable. They were like, yeah, you know what I mean? A couple of dignitaries just checked out. We'll upgrade you. And I said, she'll take it. But a great hotel, phenomenal, two blocks away from the White House. But let me get into my White House situation. Y'all, they they let me into the White House. 
not into the main residence, but I got to go with uh, my friend Kayla Tausche, who's a big time reporter, White House correspondent. And she was like, listen, I can take you through the press room. And I think I want to bring Kayla on the podcast. She and I used to cheerlead together growing up. She's amazing. Such a dear friend came to my wedding. But I think it would be great for her to like answer some questions about government that I find very confusing. And because she's at the White House every day, she could like let us know what the fuck's going on. You know what I'm saying? If you've been listening to my podcast for the last three years and have not ordered yourself a kit from Modern Fertility to figure out what your fertility looks like, I haven't been doing my job right. Listen, you know I love Modern Fertility. It's the way that I found out that I needed to really look into freezing my eggs and getting on uh, you know, that train because you never know. As young women, we're never told when we should start having kids. It's just now or never, all about career, all about that. And then when you get to the point where you want to have kids, you look back and you go, man, I wish I would have um, gotten my information and known more facts about my own personal fertility health sooner. That's why I love modern fertility. All you do is a simple finger prick at home and you send in your test results and then they let you know. They can take a deep look into like how many eggs you have, what your hormones mean, and then they can also download all the results to review with doctors for next step. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic costs over $600, but modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. So again, right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com. That's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Do yourself a favor, work smarter, not harder, and just do this testing at your house in the comfort of your own home. Modernfertility.com. You know, with all this pollen out here, I probably need to see an allergist. And you know what? I don't have time to get a bunch of references and do all this shit to find a doctor. You know what I love? The free app, ZocDoc. Y'all, I literally use this app. This is why they became a sponsor of the podcast because I already used it and I've been obsessed with it. So you know what? I need to get my allergies checked out because I'm not going to make it through another spring fever here in Atlanta, Georgia, if I don't see an allergist to figure out what exactly I'm allergic to. Is it ragweed? Is it tumbleweed? Is it cherry blossoms? Hell, is the damn daisies or the grass at Augusta National. I don't friggin' know. So what am I going to do? I am going to go on ZocDoc.com, download the free app, and then I can literally just plug in what I need. So you go on the app, you say, I need an allergist, and um, I live in Atlanta, and this is my insurance. It will literally pull up already reviewed doctors, and you can book and schedule appointments directly through the app. Do you know how nice that is to not even have to get on the phone and try and leave voicemails? And for some reason, whenever I call a doctor, they're always on their lunch break and their lunch breaks are insane. It's like our offices are closed from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. for lunch. And you're like, when are you going to see me? Well, don't worry. If you use the free app on ZocDoc, it's right there. It's so easy to use and you can book directly there. Go to ZocDoc.com absolutely and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash absolutely. Z-O-C-D-O-C, that's zocdoc.com slash absolutely. But I'll be honest with you, without really blowing up the press area, it was a lot more, in the words of Nene Leakes, ghetto than I expected. Like we got, somebody's got to go in there and do a refresh for our poor press people because that room that you see where they do the press briefings, y'all, there are duct tape on the chairs. 
Okay, I'm just, I'm going to be the whistleblower on that. I went back and looked at the snack area for the the kind people that are asking the hard-hitting questions that we want to know, which is members of the press. There is one snack machine that has like 10-year-old bumblebee tuna and honey buns in the snack machine for the White House press. That And, and I looked at the price, $4 for a, for a honey bun. Unacceptable. You're locked into the White House all day. You're not just coming and going as you please. And I was like, we couldn't get these folks a, a fresh Keurig. So then I'm back there talking to a guy from CNN. Super sweet. I'm getting the full tour. And I see this very fancy espresso machine. And it has a plaque next to it that's from Tom Hanks. Apparently, Tom Hanks sent a fancy espresso machine to the press room because he, too, saw how dire the snack situation was for the press of our White House correspondents, if you will. So I am like, how do I one up Tom Hanks? How do I what do I send like a Nespresso? You know, I'm a Breville girl. I love my Breville machine. But they said that the the espresso machine is a little too complicated. You know, not everybody can be back there foaming milk while you're also on air trying to tell a story about what's going on with the president. So I'm like, Nespresso's fairly quiet. But then am I going to be required to like refill the Nespresso pods every month for these greedy reporters? That might financially cripple me. Do I just send the Nespresso? And I'm like, you guys are on your own. All I know is I got to send them something good. You know, what do they need? They need like a panini press. That's that's probably what I send. That would make sense. It's on brand. Maybe I send them a Breville panini press and like a toaster oven. That's what I'm sending. I have this toaster oven. It's like a 10 in one, an air fryer, a dehydrator, a toaster. I think it microwaves. It bakes. It does everything. It could sit on the counter. I'll send them that and an espresso. And I swear to God, if I ever have a single bad thing written up about me in the press ever, I'm going back to the White House and I'm causing a scene. And I know what they'll say. The reporters will say, Heather, we report on, you know, the national debt or the situation with China. Because you got fucked up at a nightclub and walked around Chinatown without your pants on, and, and, you know, got in a fight with the Domino's pizza delivery guy because you said he didn't bring you enough ranch and that ends up on TMZ. We can't control that. Although I do feel like they can control that. You know what I mean? I think they can at least give me a heads up. The story is about to drop. Anyways, though, met the nicest people. Really cool. Was very close to the Oval Office and saw the Rose Garden. Bizarre. I at one point I said, this is it. I'm going to I'm going to be taken out in handcuffs and not that I, I did anything. I just feel like somebody at some point in the Secret Service was going to do a light peruse through my Instagram stories. And they're just like, this woman's not intelligent enough to be in the House of America. <laughs> no, I am. I'm joking. These are all jokes. Of course, I'm intelligent. I have a four year college degree from the University of Mississippi Theater Arts. Thank you. I'm a thespian. Highly intelligent. Actually, comedians are very smart people. But either way, I just at some point was like, this is I had such imposter syndrome talking to these like Harvard educated Dartmouth, you know, all the all these reporters go to Brown and 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 I'm meeting people in the White House. And I'm just like, I don't I I was quizzing myself on the three branches of the government before I walked in. 
I was like, what day is the day of the inauguration? Who's the speaker of the house? Like I was quizzing myself as if I was going to be thrown up on the podium and they were going to ask me basic high school government, social studies, one-on-one questions. I was literally shaking in my boots, but I learned a lot. I found it fascinating. And I got to be honest with you, seeing behind the curtain and knowing that this was kind of like, you know, they were like, yeah, we got vermin. We got some vermin. You know, apparently there was a reporter, I believe, for C- from CNN who was doing a live cast from the White House lawn and a raccoon got his leg. You know what I mean? Like when I found out that stuff, I'm like, we're all doing OK, guys. It oddly made me feel more worried about the state of the union and less worried. You know, it's like when you go over to somebody's house and you go in their basement and, you, you know, you might see a bug or two, even if it's re- even if it's refurbished. They just redid the basement, but it still has that kind of like musty probably has asbestos smell to it. I was like, and you're like, you know what? They're just like me. You know, they're just sitting in the basement office trying to figure out their next move and their business. And they've got little pieces of paper from old bills just tickling at their toes that they've been too lazy to clean up because they know the job's going to take at least an hour and a half. You know what I mean? When you go into somebody's home and they ask you to take your shoes off and you're like, I'm not staying. This is fucking insane. But I enjoy it. If somebody asks me to take my shoes off, I don't get uncomfortable. You want to know why? Because I always have a gel manicure, pedicure. Toes are always done. I get a gel pedicure. This shit will last me other than a file down and a clip and a clean. This shit will last me four months. I don't go four months because I like my feet rubbed by strangers. But I'm just letting you know it'll last you. Well, people are like, Ugh, I haven't had my toes done. Get them done. Now, is the gel going to slowly kill us all from the UV light? Absolutely. I'm sure we're going to find out in 10 years that, you know, fingers are just going to start rotting off. But I'll be like, you know what? That time that they asked me to take, you know, that time that that Pam asked me to take off my shoes at her house because it made her feel comfortable. I'm glad that I could oblige. I have no toes left. And I'm in a wheelchair, but you know what? It's not about me. It's about Pam. And anywho, it was cool though. It was cool. I feel like I'm really dialed in. I understand things more, but I think it would be great to have somebody like my friend Kayla who sees the stuff day in and day out, even just to explain the stuff. Like I don't, I, I've a, I asked her six times when we had a couple glasses of wine the next night. I was like, I don't understand what national debt and how we're in debt. Who did we borrow from and why? You know what I mean? If I borrow $5 from Raymond to tip a valet guy because I, I didn't bring my chase card with me, I trust and believe he's going to follow up and make sure that I deposit that $5 via Venmo. So I just feel like we've been borrowing a lot of money against other people. You know, are they coming back for it? Have they already asked and we don't have it? I don't know. Maybe we don't do a big... White House Correspondents Dinner, maybe we spend that money and redo the chairs in the press room because it is boomty. It is wild. But I had a great time. Had an absolute great time. Will tell you, was, was outside the White House, about to go check out the Oval Office and a Secret Service officer did come up. I've been looking for you every, everywhere. And I said, this is it. This is it. They, they did a light. Google search, they realize I'm a comedian. There's no reason why a comedian should ever be, you know, anywhere close to national politics. That's not true. I think actually we have a lot of smart things to say. But regardless, 
I said, I'm so sorry. Did you see my Instagram? Or what did I say? I've said something offensive. They realized they made a mistake by letting me in. Even though I have no criminal past, no track record. I live a very, you know, very clean life. But they're like, this woman wears wigs. She dresses up like Pitbull. Like, we can't have somebody this big of a goofball, this close to the Oval Office. <laughs> but anyways... Turns out Secret Service, she's like, I'm on my break. I'm literally about to leave. I just want to say I'm a huge fan. And that's when I said, I'm actually now more worried for the state of our union. No, I'm kidding. I was like, that's the greatest thing ever. And I've never felt cooler in my life than having a bad bitch with a badge come up to me and say, I need you to know I saw you were here. I saw your name pop up on the list. Shook my hand. We both saluted each other. And we went about our way. And I said, what do you think I should get for the press? Probably a Breville panini maker, an espresso. You know, they're going to make, I'm going to be like 4K out just trying to impress these people. And but I swear to God, if I have one bad story, end up on Dumois or TMZ after I specifically paid off the White House with the panini press, I'm going to be pissed. You know what I love to crunch on a delicious snack? And I'm talking about Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. Angie's Boom Chicka Pop popcorn brings you a boom of bold, craveable flavor that you can enjoy at any time on any occasion. And I love it. It's perfectly proportioned. When I want a snack, I want something delicious and not too indulgent. I love when snacks are proportioned for me. Delicious snack-sized bags of Angie's Boom Chicka Pop sweet and salty kettle corn strike the perfect balance of sweet and salty. I also love that it's just friggin' delicious. Delicious. One of the bags only has like 70 calories in it for a serving that's incredible. I love all of their flavors. I'm particularly munching on the sea salt just because it's fresh and delicious. And I've got that little taste of that buttery saltiness. I'm more of a savior gal and it's absolutely freaking fantastic. Also, a little side note, if you didn't know, the first commercial I ever did was for Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. Great company. I've met the people behind the scenes. Awesome, awesome folks. And I love everything that they make. You can try Angie's Boom Chicka Pop for yourself by visiting www.boombooomchicka, that's C-H-I-C-K-A, pop. P-O-P.com. Again, that's boomchickapop.com. Try Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. You're going to absolutely friggin' love it. It's a delicious, refreshing treat that you won't feel guilty about. We bring in that boom, boom, boom. Anywho, that's where I'm at. Emotionally, mentally, physically. Had a great time, though, in D.C., and it was so much fun. And I want you guys to know I am so grateful for everybody who came out to that stunning theater, the Capitol One Hall. It just couldn't have gotten better. It couldn't have gone better. It was so much fun. Also, big shout out to the Friday night show. I got overheated on stage. I was fine. Y'all didn't know any different, but I was fully drenched. Like, I don't know. The lights were hot. My boot was unzipped. Nobody told me. If you're ever on the front row and I got a boot that's unzipped or a tampon string is hanging out, kindly raise your hand and fix a bitch. You know what I mean? Fix a bitch. I didn't realize when I walked out on the stage, boot was unzipped. So I'm sure that was distracting the whole fucking show. And I looked like an absolute goober. But anywho, the pollen's trying to get us. I might get into politics. I'm trying to, you know, kiss the ass of some politicians. You know, I'm down the middle. Down the middle, lean left. You know, I don't know what's happening, but I think we need some answers. So maybe if we got some uh, politically savvy or even just worldly savvy people in here, 
as guests. It would help us understand what the national debt is. Anywho, wanted to get into the voicemails. Y'all have some amazing voicemails, so we're going to get into that. But, oh, want to remind you, I am coming to two new states this week. I am coming to Burlington, Vermont, and I will be in Portland, Maine this weekend. I am so excited. I didn't even own a puff coat. So I had to go online and order a cold, like a very cold, cold winter jacket. I will also be in Denver next week. Next week is my birthday. So get your tickets at heatherontour.com. We have some amazing dates coming up. I am so excited to be performing back at the Paramount Theater in Denver, one of my favorite theaters. Theaters. If you're in Maine or Vermont, come out to the show or anywhere in the Northeast. Come get your tickets at heatherontour.com. It's going to be a ton of fun this weekend. And then I'll be spending the birthday out in Denver next week. Very excited. Turning 36. I've been asked six times, no less this week, if I'm going to try and free some more eggs. Because guess what? She's got very few left. But I'm also working all the time and I don't know what I'm going to do about getting pregnant. Yeah. All right, let's get into the voicemails. As always, you can call into the hotline, 213-7503. Again, that's the absolutely not line. Let's get into it. Hey, Heather, it's Madeline, your bestie from Little Rock. Just doing my weekly bitch session to my best friend. Tell you all the things that are, you know, I'm having issue with. This week, um, I would like to say absolutely not to the people that design jars of marinara sauce and make them so difficult to open because I have had a full-blown meltdown trying to open it so I can finish cooking dinner for my family because I'm a working mom and I'm trying to cook a nutritious meal for my family. My husband has something good to eat when he gets home. You know, all the things that women naturally do. If they want to keep us in the kitchen, which I love being in the kitchen, but still, if they want to keep us here, they need to make it fucking easier for us to open the fucking jar. So, I don't know if that's different engineering. I don't know if I need to work out more. I feel like I'm fairly in shape as it is, but absolutely not. To these fuckers, and it's clearly a man that invented this because I just need to calm the fuck down because I'm literally boiling about a jar of fucking marinara sauce. I just want to cook dinner. I want to cook dinner, and they need to make it easier for me to open the jar. So here we are. Absolutely not to them. Absolutely yes to you. I love you. I want to see you next time you go on tour. Love you. Bye. Okay, Maddie, my girl, Maddie, I hear you. You know, there are some ironic things in life where you're like, all right, you guys want us to be putting shit in a crock pot. You need me to make SpaghettiOs from scratch. But do you know how hard it is to open a bottle of Rayos? It's insane. It's also not Rao's. It's Rayos. I'm 99.9% sure. Either way, great. On the nose. That would have been a great joke. Do you want to come on the road and open for me? That's a solid joke. Yeah, that's a great point, Maddie. You're out here being a working mom trying to keep, you know, dinner hot and fresh and ready on the damn table. But you know who probably designed the jars? A man. (laughs) You know what I mean? So when your husband comes home, well, I'm hungry. Where's the dinner? Where's the dinner? You're like, guess what? I had to, to go to the neighbor and ask, you know. Pastor Dan over there to to borrow some gardening gloves to open this fucking thing. And then I went outside on the driveway and I took a blowtorch and tried to heat up the sides of this metal jar to soften the lead so I could open it. That didn't work. Then I took the, the riding lawnmower, backed over it six times. Bitch still didn't pop. I got to be honest with you, though. Maddie, you must have very weak hands because I'm actually great at opening jars. Here's the thing. Trick I learned. Okay. Trick I learned. Under hot water. 
roll it around the edge, rim it around the edge under hot water, then do two, put it on the side, and then do pop, pop. You got to do two pops right on the edge of the lip. It should pop. If it didn't, you know what I mean? That's a patriarchy trying to hold us back. Great observation. Solid observation. <laughs> you know what I got scared of for a second? And I, ha- I don't think I talked about this. I may have talked about this. And if I did, I apologize. I got scared for like a week straight. And I'm still not really doing well with it. That my motor skills were like failing on me. Because you know how they have those resealable bags, right? You're opening a bag of crackers. You're opening a bag of beef jerky, chips, whatever. But you know, the resealable ones, nuts. Here's a great example, like a, like a bag of pistachios. You open it up where you, you rip off the top and then, you know, one layer down is that resealable where you like pinch the bag. You guys, I, for each, I'm not even kidding you, probably two weeks straight, was having such a meltdown of motor function that I was not able to open those bags. And I started to panic and I threw a bag of pistachios at Jeff's head in the kitchen. I started to almost cry. I was like, I don't know what's going on. But for some reason, like like the brain hand connection was making it so that I was unable to open those bags. And then once you, you know, you had the top layer off and you just used a resealable and you reopen it, like you can pull from the bottom of the bag. I would have to get my teeth into the little grooves of the plastic reseal thing. Because I wasn't able to open it. And I thought maybe it was my nails. They're strong. I just, my hands have been like, I don't know what to do. I think it became like a mental thing. That's the thing. Sometimes in life, like random shit, it can become a mental thing and you don't even realize it. I also think too, it would be good if like once a year we did a refresher on just like simple motor skills. You know, like one day I was at, and I don't think there's anything wrong with me. Maybe I should see a doctor, but I was like pumping gas and I like couldn't figure out how to get the the thing off. And I was just like flailing around with my hands. Oh my God. What if there is something wrong? Is this a bigger problem of because I'm a comedian? I just shove it off and I'm like, <laughs> pistachios. Am I right? No, I'm kidding. I have very strong hands. I'm not kidding, but I might want to get that checked out. Shit. You know, we need to bring back. Remember those hand, the things to make your hands really strong. Like I need one of those muscle balls that I squeeze all day and just really work the muscles. And then in eventually my hands will look like Hulk Hogan, but I don't really care because I already have very large muscular hands, but it would kind of balance out like my very fierce long nails. You know what I mean? Also, can we talk about something? And I don't mean to sound like a cunt right now, but do you ever watch the Kardashians and you're like, Chloe, the nails are too fucking long. Like I've always respected Kim because she keeps a sensible nail and I have, these are my real nails. I do SNS on top, gel on the toes. So again, I'm either getting cancer from the chemicals in the powder or the UV light on the tipsy toes. But um, I watch Chloe and I, I just can't even pay attention to how amazing Chloe really is because I look at the nail, they're too long. The, the nails, like, let's cut them down. What are we doing here? It's distracting from your you know, all the tight outfits you wear now because you have 0% body fat and I'm very jealous about it. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, back to the fact that you can't open the jars. There's a lot of things that I feel like they're working against us. You know what I mean? Have you ever tried to open a Dasani on a hot summer day and your hand is just, the plastic's even worse. Your hand's crippling. There's nothing fucking worse. Also, I don't drink Dasani. 
But I'm just saying, you know exactly what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying, right? Nothing worse. Nothing fucking worse. All right. Listen, I'm glad we brought this up. And if I do, you know, get invited back to the White House for hopefully a White House correspondence dinner or even just like the Christmas Jubilee. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm going to make it a thing. I would really love to bring up these things to a national level. Never forget. McMahon can and she will. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, it's Becca from Pennsylvania with the absolute fucking movie not uh, for you. My mother showed up to pick up my son um, this past weekend. We had to take my other son to the hospital, the ER. So I called her in a dire emergency situation and she shows up with a man um, that I've never seen before. Uh, and so as I'm putting my child in the car, she says, Hey, I have someone for you to meet. And, um, I said, Oh, okay. Um, and who would that be? And she said, this is my friend, Dave. Okay. Not a good time, mom. Number one, number two, didn't even know you were dating. So that's cool. Um, my parents are like newly divorced. So getting back out there. However, after doing a light Google search about this man, I discovered that he is a fucking felon on parole, currently on parole, like still has stuff to do, like still paying costs and fines. Like I cannot. And I tell my mother this and her response, a DUI doesn't mean you're a bad person. While I agree, it doesn't mean you're a bad person, but the laundry list of charges that this man has since 2002, he's a career criminal, okay? He's been arrested for multiple things, conspiracy to commit burglary, possession of drugs, manufacturing drugs, like I, oh my God. Sister friend, apologies that your voicemail got cut off there, but here's the thing. Your mom's locked up by the dick. She is getting dick down. She's enjoying it. She has her blinders on. She does not see what she did, that that what she did was wrong, which is insanity to me. But also, this is what happens. You know, she's wheeling and dealing. I, I want to know how they met. Did they meet while he was still in prison? Did she know the full backstory? You know, he probably came out and said, I got a parole officer because I got a bad DUI. Listen, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? But she, you know, our, and, I, and I'm not speaking for everybody because I know our moms are savvy and we don't give them enough credit. They've lived a million lives before us. But I do think this day and age with technology can be a little bit of a a speed bump when it comes to getting information, which you would think it would be, you know, much more accessible to find out if they have a rap sheet. But our moms don't sometimes always know how to look the, up that information. You know, I literally could ask Siri, hey, Siri, is this guy a pervert? And the next thing you know, you're finding out yes. So first of all, let's back up. I'm so sorry your child is in the hospital. That's an absolutely not right there. But on top of that is that your mom brought the new boyfriend and thought that that was a great place for an introduction. Now, I don't know, you know, did your son go to the ER at like 10 p.m. at night? Your mom happened to be getting in the middle of a dick down situation. She was like woozy from the dick. So he said, listen, you're not in a place to drive right now. I'm technically not in a place to drive right now either because I've had multiple DUIs, but we could Uber to the hospital to get 
together. You know, what was that situation? Did the guy just tag along because it was an emergency situation and your mom was with him? She got a ride. Again, if he has currently fighting a DUI, he's definitely not able to drive. So I don't think that that was, we're going to go ahead and check that one off the list. He did not drive her to the hospital. Okay. This wasn't an inappropriate time for your mom to introduce the boyfriend. So again, I'm confused. He didn't even need to come unless maybe they were out to dinner at some point. Ring, ring, you know, come to the ER. Your grandson is in the ER. Then she's like, okay, we're at an Applebee's right now. You know, you're already with me. I would have stayed in the car. If I was him, I would have stayed in the car. Also, I feel like, you know, you wouldn't want to bump into like another officer at the hospital if they know that you've like done bank fraud. I mean, that's some real stuff. That's some real stuff. And here's my thing. Whenever I hear there's some sort of financial fraud situation, I immediately think Jen Shaw, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, somebody's preying on the elderly. And I don't, I'm not saying your mom's old. I don't know how old you are. I don't know how old your mom is. But what I'm saying is that's what I get most nervous about is people's ill intentions. You know, your mom's on the, she doesn't realize she got a ping on match.com, but it's actually inmates.net. She didn't even realize it. She was just up one night trying to look for some very, you know, romantic porn because it still makes her feel dirty, but she would like to see something to feel alive. And next thing you know, she finds this guy. But this is what I'm saying. I think your mom didn't realize like there was an ad on maybe Talbots.com. And the next thing you know, she didn't realize that that floating ad that's on the front and she can't see because she hasn't had her cataracts done how to exit out of that, you know, that that Talbots, that that one little thing that popped up, that little clickbait that popped up at the bottom of the Talbots homepage. And it just happened to be an ad for inmates who need love and are about to be on parole.com. And she clicked on that. Next thing you know, she's entered her social security number and this guy's just funneling cash out of your trust fund, out of, you know, your soon to be inheritance. You don't know. And that's so upsetting and so unbelievably discouraging. And I'm upset about that. I'm upset about that for you. You need to get a handle on this. I would just replay this clip for your mom. I would just let her know, A, it was inappropriate. She brought a date to your really scary family situation. And B, it was highly inappropriate, highly inappropriate that the guy even came inside. No pun intended. I don't know if he's coming inside your mom. I don't know that. And I don't want to know that. And you don't want to know that. But that did just roll off the tongue there. That was an easy one. That's what she said. That's what he said, actually. Wow. I am so much funnier in the basement. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm concerned. But I think you need to play this clip for your mom so she can hear me breaking down all the different scenarios of how she had opportunities to say no to bringing the boyfriend to the hospital. I can't believe this guy didn't just think smarter to stay in the fucking car. Again, I hope your son's okay. I hope everything's okay. I know that was a stressful situation. But, you know, probably one thing that was good, maybe she actually did bring the boyfriend in as a distraction because she knew your your child was going to be okay. Scary situation, but we had it under control. Nothing we can't recover from. And she knew that you would go into a deep dive. Maybe she picked up this guy on the corner and said, I want you to pretend that you're my boyfriend because this will be a good distraction for my daughter who's clearly having an absolute fucking meltdown in the hospital right now over her sick child. You know what I mean? This will be a nice distraction. Be a great distraction from the chaos. And then maybe she's like, do you have a criminal background? And he's like, I absolutely do. And she goes, fantastic. Is it Googleable?" And she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, I want you to come in and make this situation very awkward and uncomfortable and, and, and you know, unprofessional. 
I don't know if families can ever be unprofessional, but I guess they can. But I would love, I think that maybe actually what your mom did was she was, she hired someone to take your mind off of it. So while, you know, your, your child is recovering from a broken arm or whatever, you're there spending your time looking up rap sheets, criminal records. I want to say that that's what it was, that it came from a selfless act that she actually dipped into your your future inheritance to distract you in a good, positive way. But I do have a feeling that it was just a clickbait ad over a Talbot's homepage and she didn't know how to click out of it. And now you are absolutely not going to be left with anything. There will be pennies left to your name and to any of your siblings and your your children, her grandchildren, because this man has absolutely cleaned her out raw. I mean, there are tumbleweeds in the fucking safety deposit box. You might want to get on that. Check on it ASAP. And again, it's not that we don't trust our moms. It's not that we don't think our moms are savvy, but it just seems like it's very easy to prey upon. You know what I mean? Very easy. Jeff texted me the other day. He's like, this guy keeps calling, pretending to be from AT&T. And yet again, it's a scammer. And my mom is like so brilliant, a brilliant artist with it, smart. But she gets on the phone and they're like, I need your credit card number. Where are you calling from? Bangladesh. Bam. You need my password to Ancestry.com so you can go find every fucking person in my family tree and steal from them too? Because that's basically what we're dealing with on a daily basis. It's Robin just giving away all of my personal information. I mean, if you run into her at a Trader Joe's, she'll give you my number, probably my social. It might even, you know, tickle your taint for a good time. It's unbelievable. There are days where I go, mom, I got to have boundaries with certain things. And you do too. Don't tell anybody what your credit cards are, where we live. My mom's favorite thing is when we get an Uber. You know, my daughter is a famous comedian. And I'm like, nobody needs to know. When we get in the car, thank you so much. Yeah. Do you mind if I turn down the air? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a little hot back here. Thank you so much. Yes. I am in fact going to store Fresco. Sure am. Yep. Thank you so much. Yeah. When you turn on the neighborhood, just be careful. The traffic can be crazy. Awesome. Yep. Oh, music's fine. Whatever you want to listen to. I'm easy. Oh, yeah. I love jazz. Oh, hey, have you ever listened to the uh, Spotify playlist cocktail jazz? Oh, it's phenomenal. One of my favorites. Great. Oh, I'd love for you to put that on. Thanks so much. About what? 30 minutes till, till we get there? That's too far. About 11 minutes till we get there? Fantastic. Thank you so much. Okay, great. What do I do? accounting. And that's it. That's how the conversation goes with the Uber driver. This is how it goes with my mom. So in 1947, when I came into the world, I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. My father was a plasterer. My mother, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that it's, it's, if you ever wanted to steal from me, I have an account with SunTrust Capital One, Bank of America, like whatever it is. Also, we leave a hidden key underneath a fake rock that's next to the waterfall by the pool. Like that is what it is like getting in an Uber with my mother. It's fucking insane. And then she'll throw me under the bus and then people are, oh, cool. Can I I follow you on Instagram? Cool. And I'm not trying to say that anybody's out to get it, but you just, you know, it's, it's nice to have a little anonymity when you're just riding in a stranger's car. Do you know what I'm saying? Just to be like, yo, we're chilling. And again, it's not that I think that people are out and they're bad, but Robin loves to let everybody know. Would you like to know the results from Heather's pap smear? She waited three years to get because she just kind of forgot about it. Guess what? Everything's good. Like that kind of shit. And you're like, what this? 
we're now going to get one star and it will ruin my, I believe I have either a 4.9 or a five star rating on Lyft because you just told this man the results of my pap smear that he didn't want to know. I didn't even know. I did not even know the results of my pap smear. Did the doctor call and leave a message? Oh, wait, that's right. You listen to all of my phone conversations, listen to my voicemails, and there's no privacy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, fantastic. Listen, I hear you. I understand the frustration. I understand what you're going through. And I get it. We're just doing the best we can to try and protect the women and the men around us. You know, I know there's a lot of girlies out there with single dads, widowed fathers, divorced fathers. And I should bring my friend Courtney, the cheese gal on, because she has a crazy story about how this nutty woman swindled her dad. And I believe she has it saved in on her highlights. Just follow her cheese gal. But it's wild. And I've heard this, the, the story in person and she's amazing. She is like an iconic cheese charcuterie board creator from Nashville and, and an all around amazing tastemaker and cool person. But her dad got swindled by a woman and had no idea. And like smart with it. Really thoughtful guy. You know, too, also sometimes we just, I think, you know, after being in a relationship for so long, you know, you get back out there and you just have to dust off the cobwebs. You know, our younger generation, we know everybody's a scammer and we're getting scams still, but we go out and we're like, yeah, that, that guy's a douche. I'll probably go on a second date with him. But we know, we go into it knowing it. The sad thing is that a lot of people that we love, our older generation are going into it not thinking the worst in people. And you'd think that they would think differently because they've been around longer on this earth and they've probably been scammed before. But they really have a, you know, rose-colored glass look at the world. Glass half full, if you will. But we need to scare them straight. We need to just terrify them that they are going to get got. And you need to tell your mom, the moral of the story is, if she didn't hire this man to distract you, from your manic, like scary mommy energy because you were worried about your child, rightfully so, then you might need to, you know, call the authorities. Dude, can I, speaking of authorities, just back to the White House, the people that work for the Secret Service, and you've seen this on TikTok, but I saw it in person, are some of the most attractive law enforcement officers ever. So good looking. The guy who repeatedly denied me originally, we tried to get in and we have to fill out all this paperwork online and have to get approved. And I was approved. But for some reason, it didn't trickle down into the system. So we're at the first gate and this this gentleman is like, hey, you're not showing up in the system. So my friend had to make like 10 calls. We had to refill out the paperwork, redo our license, all this shit. 40 minutes later, we get through. This man was so good looking and I was praying for a cavity search. He was fire. Everybody working for our nation is quite good looking. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, if I do get arrested for any reason, I don't know. Unbeknownst to me, I hope it's this man. Because he is fine. So fine. You know, I don't know. This is great. Two great, really thought-provoking, smart voicemails. Here we are. Trying to be the women of the world, but we can't even open these sauce jars. Why? Who's designing this shit? Trying to keep us back. Oh, we want you to have it all. We want you to work for, I don't know, a bank or work for a nonprofit. But we also want you to come home and cook dinner because you got to do both. And you got to always run your shempire. And it's frustrating. But look, I don't even have the strength from my gentle, tender, feminine hands to open this fucking bottle of sauce. 
And we know we're trying to use glass and cans because it's more eco-friendly. So what am I supposed to do? Buy bone broth in a plastic bag and then just con- continue to soil the earth with trash and things that can't compost? Wow, it's a vicious cycle. And it's a vicious cycle in all of us. You know, I probably shouldn't have had such imposter syndrome going to the White House. I should have leaned into the fact that I know I'm fucking hysterical and that the nation needs to laugh too. And just because I have a couple blowjob jokes doesn't mean I couldn't be a fierce leader. Because most of our leaders got blowjobs in the White House. Actually, all of them. When you think about it, probably absolutely every single one of them. You know, but it's time for a woman to be pleasured in the White House. And that's why I'm running. McMahon can and she will. And she just did. And the way I brought that full circle, I'm even impressed with. So you know what? My number one thing I'm going to run against is no more BJs in the White House. But you know what? I'm pro cunnilingus because we deserve it. And I'm going to make jars a lot easier to open. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to figure it out. And remember, if you ever have a can in the back of your pantry and it's dented or it looks like it's about to bubble and boil, that has botulism in it and that is no longer good and that is spoiled and you need to throw it out and don't eat those beans. Anyways, I'm glad um, I was able to redo this episode. I'm sorry we don't have it on video, even though this is fucking fire. But I love you. I mean it. Stay tuned. I will let you know when the YouTube's about to pop off. And I'm excited that we're able to, um, you know, get these new episodes out so you can watch it. Because I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here again. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. Oh, also one last note. The uh, Radio City show is going to sell out. So if you've been thinking about getting tickets or you're like, I don't know when I'm going to see you. We don't know what the fall look tour is going to look like. Make a trip to New York for Radio City. That's going to be the craziest show of my life. Come to Radio City June 17th. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. But get them now because the place is going to be sold out. And I don't you be like, I missed out on the after party. I missed on the huge after party. Like, get in on it. We're doing it. All right. I love you. I mean it. I will see you again. Portland, Maine, Burlington, Vermont this weekend. Get the lobster rolls ready. Get that Vermont syrup out. I am ready to roll around in it and get weird. I'm about to go unpack my puff coat and see how fat it makes me look. I cannot wait to be doing shows again. I had a great time in D.C. And again, I will see you on the road. Heatherontour.com. In the meantime, between time, I love you. I mean it. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.